0: A new home is coming for Marquette University's College of Business Administration and Innovative Leadership programs. But it's going to be much more than new classrooms for finance and accounting. It will rethink the entire nature of an academic space and how it integrates with campus and community. In a recent address, Marquette President Mike Lovell announced that the university will build on a prominent location at the corner of 16th Street and Wisconsin Avenue, the former location of McCormick Hall. The new building and location is being designed both with future students in mind, but also its intersection with the Milwaukee business and wider community. Inside, students and business leaders will find reimagined labs and classrooms. A dedicated space builds on efforts to develop a culture of innovation across campus through programming such as the Women's Innovation Network, the Athletic and Human Performance Research Center, and the Opus College of Engineering's ELEAD program. The idea behind all these new designs is that higher education, including our business programs, needs to move beyond boundaries. In this episode of Marquette in Milwaukee, we'll talk with Marquette in Milwaukee leaders about the future of physical, virtual, and intellectual space on campus and beyond. I'm Lauren Burke, and this is Marquette in Milwaukee with President Mike Lovell. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're going to talk about the new College of Business, very big, exciting announcement. But I'd like to go around and have everybody introduce themselves at first. So, Dr. Lovell?
1: Yeah, I'm Mike Lovell, president of Marquette University.
0: Uh,
2: Laura Striggins, I'm the vice president for planning and facilities management at Marquette.
3: Tim McMahon, I'm the vice president for university advancement.
4: Nana Foch, I'm not
2: sure why I'm
0: here.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. Anyway, big
0: fan of Marquette.
3: I'm Joe
5: Daniels, I'm the dean of the College of Business.
0: Great. So, Dr. Lovell, this was last week, presidential address. You made mm-hmm. the big announcement—the new College of Business. That must be one of one of the better announcements to be able to make at a presidential address, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, we
1: we love to have a big announcement at the presidential address, and obviously, this one was one that we got to celebrate, you know, in front of the whole campus community. And it's it's really it's been the culmination of you know several years of of work and effort, and you know, we're really proud of the fact that it's not just going to be the College of Business; it's really for the whole campus and bringing in. Kind of the innovation, the leadership, you know, many of the concepts we originally had at Innovation Alley will then take place in this building as well. And I think it's something for the whole campus.
0: Yeah. What are are everybody else's thoughts on this? Why is now the right time to do this, to make this announcement, to do this new college? Innovation,
4: that's where it's at. Mm -hmm. It's not only in, in colleges, universities, business. That's all the talk now. And it makes sense. We all have to cooperate to do stuff.
5: I think the College of Business is long overdue for a new building, a very antiquated space that we're in. It was mm-hmm. built to for traditional classrooms with just lecture delivery, and that's not really the way that we should be teaching business students today or going into the future. There will be a much greater focus on uh, teamwork in particular, uh, multidisciplinary programs. Well, what we're hearing from employers is that in contrast to You know, years past, you take a PwC, they might have hired an accounting student. Now, that's not sufficient. They want students to have a second discipline. Recently, I was talking with someone from PwC, and uh, they rattled off a list of, of majors. So they said, accounting, we want them with MIS. We want finance and engineering combined together for merger and acquisition activity and analysis. We went econ and psychology for behavioral economics. So it's really students now not just double majoring, but majoring outside of the College of Business. And they're also asking for uh, more of an emphasis on human skills. And the best way to think about that is as business teams, we talk about the four Cs, which are creativity, collaboration, communication, and critical thinking skills. It's more of an emphasis on what students can do rather than what they know. And so that involves, uh, in terms of those human skills, teamwork. uh, it, It involves collaborating within those teams, but also across colleges. And it also involves more interaction with the business community to get students' job ready.
0: So in light of the announcement, what has been the reaction from the business community?
1: Yeah, so it's been overwhelmingly supportive and excited. I was just at Manpower uh, earlier this week, and I was with uh, Jonas, their CEO, and he couldn't have been more excited for Milwaukee that we were bringing this facility you know, to Marquette University, because he, again, he was looking for that anchor you know, for the business community to be able to come to an academic space and be able to discuss many of the issues that they face. And so he was very excited, not only from Marquette, but from Milwaukee overall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So physically, um, how is this building going to facilitate all of those things? Why was that part selected? And this is right, this the first academic building on that side of Wisconsin Avenue. So Laura, can you talk a little bit about that location selection?
2: It is. And I think that It's really exciting to be able to be talking about this project now and continue all the positive momentum that we've had around our master plan. We've continued to make steady progress um, on our master plan ever since we completed it. And so to be able to announce this type of facility at this time that. Isn't just about a single college, but is about bringing together multiple parts of the university and really activating a really important part of our physical campus is really exciting. And I think in the context of everything we're talking about, about the future of Marquette and the future of higher education, a lot of times the process of going through these facility projects is as important as the final product, and I think we have such a great opportunity and so many wonderful people working together to make this a really unique and special product for the campus, and I think we're all going to be able to do a lot in terms of our process um, while we're working on it. So that's great. Um, you know, when we, when we started working on the master plan, we talked about sort of the The way that the campus was segmented with Wisconsin Avenue dividing down the middle, I was shadowing a tour one day and I heard a tour guide from campus say, um, as they were crossing Wisconsin Avenue, we're crossing over into the fun side when they were (laughs) headed north to where all the student housing and the union is located, and then crossing back, we're leaving the serious side. And that always stuck in my head when we were doing planning about how do we integrate better The mix of how students spend their time socially with how they spend it academically, that interacting with faculty and staff shouldn't be isolated to only one part of the day when you're taking classes, but it should happen on a continuum. Right. And I think that the way we're thinking about this building and specifically its location allows us to break down that barrier of you're only on one part of campus for one part of the day for a specific thing. And when you leave that part, you're leaving behind that piece of your day and going on to something completely different, but rather that those things can be
0: woven together in a better way. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tim, you've worked closely with our alumni, parents, friends in communicating sort of like the vision for the College of Business. What have you heard from alumni about what they want out of this college?
3: Sure. I think building off of what everyone else has already said, it, you know, there's been a need, I think, for some time, a recognition for an updating to the, the physical plant of the actual home for the College of Business. What we also have seen is the need to be more interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary, in how we think about the new spaces. And so uh, you speak to Why now? You know, there's a need for the space. There's a need to be interdisciplinary, and there's an opportunity to have the space be in a very visible location on campus. But the other element is that we've got significant financial support for the first time since this project has been talked about. And there's been many, from what I understand over time, many fits and starts, many desires to build a new home for the College of Business, to bring innovation alley and this concept of innovation leadership to life. How do we engage with uh, with industry and really make it a, a convening space where not just our campus community, but a Milwaukee business community and civic leaders can come and be? For the first time ever, we've got significant support. You know, Mike announced that we've got 44 million in confirmed gifts and pledges received as of the last week. We now have 49. And so there's significant momentum. And so when we talk to alumni, parents, and friends, those leaders, Nana and her family being one of the significant leaders, uh, they understand all the needs. They understand that this is an opportunity now to seize it. And so there's never been a better time to announce this project in working with Mike and Laura and Joe and and Dean Rapella to bring this forward because for the first time ever we have alumni, parents, and friends who recognize all the things we've been talking about and they've been willing to. Uh, put their financial support behind it. Uh, the other thing I would add is this isn't just about having a new space and it's not just about having a multidisciplinary space, it's about elevating and having a, a more visible platform for some of the great programs we already have in market Business and in, in engineering and across the university. So whether it's real estate or supply chain or emerging programs like student-run business and commercial banking, for the first time ever, we'll have a space that we can not just elevate those platforms, but maybe think about how do we incorporate technology and in different teaching modalities in different ways and start to really move the needle on a different kind of learning at Marquette.
5: Yeah, we have three, uh, three programs at the undergraduate level, a very highly ranked, uh, in great demand. Uh, one is our commercial real estate program, which is ranked 12th in the country. We also have our supply chain program, which is ranked 22nd nationally. And then our, our finance program, our finance majors, has become one of the largest majors on campus. And housed under finance, we have some specialty programs. Uh, one is commercial real estate, which I talked about, but also one of the gems of the college is our applied investment management program. It's a very selective program. Um, it, it's very tough to, to go through, for the director of that program, David Krauss, to go through the applications of, of students when they're in their sophomore year and, and limit to the space that we have. So it's in high demand. We also have an emerging program that is a parallel of, of AIM and, and actually came out of AIM, which is our commercial banking program, uh, one of the few in, in the country that's a standalone program. So those are all in, in, in very great demand, very popular. And of course, our other majors continue to be popular. We have a very strong accounting program, for example. Mm-hmm. And we're finding that business analytics is growing just leaps and bounds with every cohort that comes into the college. But in addition to that, and thinking about how we train business leaders going forward, we, it, it's really to think about our Ignatian pedagogy. So we've been teaching leadership uh, for 500 years. And so the buzzwords today are mindfulness, resilience, and authentic leadership. These are all things that we've been teaching all along. And I think it's important for us, as we think about those human skills that I mentioned before, to keep in mind our Ignatian pedagogy and really kind of double down on it. Students really crave that today. Um, They want the you know, the time to reflect, the mindfulness. They want to be able to understand themselves, understand themselves as a, as a unique individual. And so that's how we'd be, we were, are training our business leaders of the future. And that's why our e program, which really came out of the engineering school, but from day one was multidisciplinary. Uh, that's the reason why it's so important. So it picks up with students in their sophomore year. And we do a, a leadership retreat with those students. And a lot of it is about understanding themselves at that point, which is very difficult for a college student today. But that curriculum now has expanded into a three-year program. And as I said before, it's, it's multidisciplinary. And at each retreat that I see each year, there are more and more colleges represented in that program. So we see that as a wonderful platform to tie together this multidisciplinary approach across colleges. And so we 're very excited about it.
3: I would add that from you know really around the country and locally, especially throughout Milwaukee, people are tremendously excited i was I knew it would be big news. I was surprised that how when i 'm walking my dogs, people are slowing down their car and saying congrats on the business school people that i've just starting to get to know as neighbors so there's there 's really a, a buzz around Milwaukee, but I've also received great emails, texts, and phone calls from all around the country, from east coast to west. And I think people recognize this is, a, this is a big deal. You know, this is big news. It's a way to transform campus, a way to transform Marquette. But it's, um, it's been really well received uh, across the country.
0: So, Nana, tell us, what are your priorities when it comes to philanthropy? Why, why are these things important to you? Okay, you're asking for my favorite child, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and, and my priorities are the ones that need me now. I don't know how much Marquette needs me. Sometimes I think, okay, that old lady's got a big mouth. She (laughs) She needs (laughs) you a lot. But my passion, and I have many passions right now, is innovation Alley. And it has been for a long time, as Mike will testify, because I've been driving him nuts. (laughs) Um, It's the wave of the future, not only, as I said before, not only in academics but in business. It's just we have to collaborate there was a gentleman from one of the local uh, businesses who said, "If we don't innovate, we're dead," and I, I am in agreement with that. It, it's a whole new phase that we're entering into, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah. So that's right now. That is a number one favorite child.
0: Um, tell us about your Mar- your Marquette story. Why is Marquette so important to you and your family?
4: Well, first of all, eight kids graduated from Marquette. When Bill and I sent, decided to send all of them to Marquette, uh, there was one stipulation: their first two years they had to take engineering courses. They ended up. With, I ended up with four engineers, uh, one accountant, one pediatric dentist, and two doctors. Why am I so passionate about Marquette? I think that Marquette has the heart and the willingness to make. A fantastic school. It's already a fantastic school. I think that Marquette is going to be way out in front because this is so innovative. This whole innovation thing—it's across the boards. Anyway, that's um, that's kind of my story. Yeah.
3: Not only has she been a stalwart at Marquette, really supporting so many things, but whether it be the scholarship programs, there there will be generations of Foch. Thought- scholarship recipients, there have been already, who have come through. And Nana really takes the time to get to know each of them each year. So whether it's scholarship or building projects or so many different things, the Foch family, Nana driving that, are one of the great benefactors at Marquette.
4: Uh, Really, that was number one passion, was a scholarship. And that's kind of where I got my feet wet. Okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about old people because they drive me crazy. You have to keep yourself active, and you have to follow your passions. Don't sit in your rocker. Get the heck out of your rocker and do something for somebody. End of story. Beautifully said. Yeah.
0: Love it. Perfect. So can we talk a little bit about more about the building itself? Uh, groundbreaking in 2021, correct? Mm-hmm. So um, what's what? give us a little inside scoop. What's going to look like in there, perhaps? What are some of the spaces going to be? So I think
2: uh, we had a really great moment. Earlier this past year, when we were talking about how to advance the planning and design for the project, and everything we're talking about now about bringing innovation into the College of Business started to become a reality for us. And it really flipped the thinking around what the programmatic spaces in the building could be like, what the design of the building could be, what it means to have this building on the corner of 16th and Wisconsin, Kitty Corner from E Hall, right in the heart of campus. I've always felt like that site has an obligation to have a building that really activates and energizes the whole campus. And so now the way we're bringing innovation and business together into this building, I think, is really unique in what's going to do that. We have a long way to go on the planning and design. We have a great team uh, of architects and planners that is working with us. Uh, BNIM and Brightspot are leading that. And we've already had some really great planning sessions thinking about, the space for the College of Business, of course, and meeting their needs, um, but also how we incorporate this really special innovation space, um, both at the top floor, but also integrated throughout the building so that every part of that building is innovative Mm -hmm. and not just one space. And I really think we have the opportunity to, to set a precedent with this new building about how we think about space. So, of course, there'll be workspace and and classroom types of space and labs and things like that. But there's some really special, unique spaces in the building that Joe could elaborate on that depart a bit from how you might traditionally think about an academic building. And I think the reason that that's happening is because we're thinking outside of just a traditional academic building and thinking about how do we draw business partners and the external community in? How do we draw the rest of the campus into the building? How do we make sure that spaces serve not just one but two and three functions so that we get the maximum use for the investment that we're making?
5: Yeah. Yeah, in this particular project, we're we're not building to – you know, have as much square footage as possible, trying to do smart design. We know that technology is a disruptor for higher education, uh, especially as we get into executive education and graduate business programs in particular. And so that's not necessarily chairs, it's more about technology. And thinking about the kind of teaching we'll be doing going forward that I mentioned earlier, we need more uh, team breakout space we need more impromptu collaboration space for students and faculty. Uh, we, we now are educating a, a generation of students that want to meet faculty outside of their office instead of inside. So we need that kind of space. We are training students to go into business. So we'd like to have a building that looks more like a business and less like an academic classroom building. And we also, I think, are humble enough to know that we really don't know what. Higher education and business will look like 10 years from now. And so that building needs to be very flexible. You know, we want it to be transparent, as Nana talked about, uh, being able to see in the classroom and see what's taking place. But we want to be able to reconfigure class sizes that are appropriate going forward. Some of the specific pieces of real estate in the building that we do not have right now in addition to the location, so right now our College of Business is buried in the middle of campus. There's no close parking, so it's not really welcoming to either recruiters or our business partners. With this new location, it's right on the main thoroughfare to downtown. There's a parking garage right across the street. We wanted the building to make a statement that it's open, not only to students and faculty from across campus, but our business partners and recruiter recruiters. So on the first floor, we'll have our own event space, which will be shared with the university, will allow the business school to host our speaker event, which is very robust agenda. We'll be able to do that in our building. We'll be able to have recruiters into that space, do job market fairs for uh, not only business students, but for the other colleges as well. We'll have our own uh, career center on the first floor with the staff located there. Adjacent to that, we'll have the Student uh, Advising Center and Tutoring Center, so that when students and parents walk in, they know at the beginning of their academic career they'll get the academic advising and support that they need. But the last two years of of their four years, they'll have the internships, the recruiters, and the jobs that they want. And then finally, on, on the first floor, we have a collision space that we're referring to right now as the Pitch Pit. Those um, The soft skills of students presenting have been very important to some of our key programs like our Applied Investment Management program. So when our students present their analysis, they do that to our local money market community. We want to expand that across various programs. So not only for investment, but for our sales program, our data analytics, and so on. And so that will be a shared space that again will be visible on the first floor. And so if you can picture that you arrive at Marquette for the first time, uh, with a son or daughter that's that's looking at college, and you walk through that first floor, and you see the support, the activity, the interaction with the business community. I, I think it gives a very good impression of Marquette University, regardless of what college you're applying to. Right. But you know that that, that we're giving the, the value added to the student. I, I think that will be very important for us in the long run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you referenced... Um You know, the outside business community, this is more than just Marquette and the Marquette community. Um, You know, how, how do you guys envision this College of Business interacting with Milwaukee?
1: Well, I can start. And, you know, as we thought about, you know, what we needed to do with the opportunity that was in front of us, and we want this to be destination for Milwaukee to come to talk about issues related to the business community. We want to be, our law school is very much around public policy. People gather on our campus to talk about Public policy issues of the day. We want the business school to be open to Milwaukee to talk about the issues the business community is facing, and we want them to look at Marquette and our students and our faculty as a place where they come to get solutions. And as we think about some of the event spaces, you know, we want those to be very, very inviting, and we want individuals to feel like they are at home there. Because like, I, I can just tell you, our law school and around public policy, I really feel like we've we've generated you know a space on our campus where people feel very comfortable coming and, and talking about this issue. We need to do the same thing for business. Yeah.
3: Definitely. You think about Marquette and you think about all the firsts that it has had, you know, one of the first universities for the EOP, the Educational Opportunity Program, the, the Les Aspen Center model, the co-ops for over about 100 years now, one of the first. There's a lot of firsts in Marquette. It's been an innovative university since its founding in many ways. Part of that is our Jesuit, you know, mission and, and, and fiber, but but also part of that is is the current leadership. And so this building can embody not only the business community engaging with them, but also have this innovative spirit. And uh, with Chuck Sobota serving as our first-ever innovator in residence. We also have a great volunteer leader, great Milwaukee um, um, uh, executive, and Tim Hanley as the first or at least the most recent business uh, uh, the executive in, in residence for, for the College of Business. We've got an opportunity to really maximize Dr. Lovell's, presence in Milwaukee, Marquette's presence, but also have some great volunteer leaders in addition to our academic leaders and university leaders to bring this to fruition. So it could be business, but I also see this, this innovative theme that's running through Marquette in so many ways, whether it's the 707 Hub and, and uh, the AHPRC building that was uh, opened last year. This, is, this building in many ways is the next step in a, in a really exciting evolution of, of innovation at Marquette.
4: I think what we're saying is not only are we open for business, but bring us your problems because Marquette will solve them.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. So I want to wrap up by asking each of you maybe the thing you're most excited about, whether it's the project itself or what's going to happen in the future. um, What are you most looking forward to at the College of Business?
5: As business faculty, we try to challenge our students and the engineering school does the same thing dean Rapello would say we want our students to be uncomfortable right we want them to be challenged we want them to be uncomfortable i think with this building project and with a process that will take approximately 3 years to complete it's a the the process itself gives us a great opportunity to challenge our faculty to challenge our faculty to think about you know how are we going to be teaching in the future Uh, We've got this great opportunity. How do we innovate what we're doing? How do we collaborate? How do we bring the business partners in? It's mutually beneficial if we can solve problems. For them, that's important for our business partners, but also they'll have access to our talent pipeline. So it works both ways. So how do we we really deepen the engagement that we have with the business community? So the whole process, I think, will make uh, a great platform to challenge our faculty, make them uncomfortable, and make them innovate.
2: I think that every campus and every building can tell a story. And so I think what I'm most excited about is to see what story we can tell with this mm-hmm. building. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity for us. And I think that both in its physical design and the programs inside of it, we can tell a great story about what Marquette wants to be in the future and how we want to engage with the community and with business partners and how we want to engage with each other on campus. So I think that ability to, to work on storytelling through design is really exciting for me.
3: I would just add, and one point of procedure with, with the groundbreaking, we have uh, the 49 million towards the 70 million. We are on the path towards getting formal approval for the Board of Trustees. <laughs> so I wanna make that clear. We, we still have some work to do to earn yeah, this as course. a donor-driven project. The in full intention is to have that groundbreaking, as you mentioned. But the difference now from when, you know, my third day at Marquette was October 3rd, an event that Nana hosted at her home to really kick off in many ways the fundraising efforts for this this project. Uh, then it was a matter of can we do it, you know, if we can do it. Now it's a matter of when we will do it. This, is, this project is happening, and we will earn our way towards a prudent groundbreaking and approval from the Board of Trustees. But when it happens, and as it is happening— there is a great story to be told from a philanthropic standpoint. Mm-hmm. This is really a humbling position for me to be in, to see the type of support that we've got in less than, have received in less than 18 months. To be at $49 million is really a national story of philanthropic support. And it also, the other thing that excites me about that is that we are in an eight-year campaign. We're in a journey right now to raise significant funds, which we will publicly announce uh, in in the fall. But part of that campaign phase that we're in is to build momentum. And it's to work with our most generous benefactors now to, to drive that momentum. And this building project has put us on a platform, put us on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a plane that is really special. And there's a great story that's being told right now for uh, philanthropy at Marquette. There's a movement happening. And this is one of the drivers. It's not the only. We've got a comprehensive campaign that's going to support scholarships and programs and, and a number of different things uh, in many different ways. But I'm really excited about the, the how this project is and can be a catalyst for philanthropy at Marquette.
4: We also have to be very prudent about the way we spend our funds. And as a, a donor, and I mean, my husband and I came from nothing, but I won't bore you with that story. So I don't give my our earnings from what we did very easily and I want it spent prudently. So I guess I'm what I'm really saying is we will come out on top and we will be the best.
1: I'll just wrap up by saying, you know, when we started this the ma- the master plan. What we talked about and Laura's heard both of these things. We talked about first of all, we're not going to build any buildings for a single discipline anymore like we've done traditionally. It's mm-hmm. going to be multi but we've also also going to build buildings where we have partners always included with us. And so I'm very excited that this building and what we are talking about is fits those things. But I'm also, you know, always pushed that We don't want to build what is state-of-the-art now. We want to build the next state-of-the-art. And I believe that we have a great opportunity in front of us to build what the the state-of-the-art business school is of the future. And I think that's what we need to challenge all of us in campus to do so. And I just know from the people that I work with on campus and the brain trust that we have, I know that we have the ability to do that. And so this project really represents, again, a way we can be looked at as the national leader in Catholic Jesuit education.
0: Yeah. Well, congratulations, everybody, on a, a fun announcement, and exciting announcement. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And thank you all for joining us today to talk about the College of Business. Thank you.
5: Thanks. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you.